This is KF4VT. Welcome back. Today we have another message from Brother David Keene, pastor of Clarkson Baptist Church. Hey, if you'll look at the message here, it says the past, the present, and the future. For all you English teachers, you think, well, he spelled present wrong. Uh, if we're talking about the past and the future and the present, but this presence is the presence of God. I want us to talk about this, but before we talk about the past and the present, I want to talk a little bit about the future. Uh, this wasn't planned, but I, I just want to tell you something that's on my heart. What's coming up in the future? We know what's coming up in, in the next few weeks. We get to vote. We have the privilege to vote. And I will not get up here and tell you who to vote for. Although, if you want to ask me at my house, I'll tell you. But if you want to ask me later, but I can tell you who not to vote for. We don't need to vote for someone that's immoral or someone that's has uh, not got our concerns and does not follow this Bible as close as they can. When it says, Thou shalt not kill, that's what it means. It never changes. And anybody that thinks it's okay to, no matter what form you say it, if it's okay to kill a baby right before they're born, and they say that's okay, I would strongly suggest you don't vote for them. For some things that, that are against God's Word, you vote against them. And you vote for somebody that's trying to do their best, no matter what. You pray about it, and you pro you vote how God leads you to vote. Sincerely pray about that. But the morals of our country, the moral of our nation, are at, at hand in this election. So it is very important. I don't talk about this much, but it is very important. It is, it is very important. But there's a lot of things else that's important too. I want to talk about what we're talking about today. The past. I want to talk to you about your past and our past. A lot of things in our past we don't like to talk about. There's some things I, you know, I don't want to talk about my past. There's things I let go and I try to let go. You know, Satan wants to bring them up all the time. There's some uh, bad things in the past and good things in the past. The good things I like to grab hold of. I was raised by Christian parents. I'm excited about that part of my past. Uh, they trained me up the best they could, uh, and uh, they loved me, and I had that love. Some of you were not that blessed, maybe. Uh, but I was blessed with a great past. But there's some things I did in the past that I'm not uh, proud of. The regrets. And there's things I would like to do over. But that past is part of me. That past is part of it, but some things in the past we need to let go. We need to let go. Um, and if there's pain that we've had. Some uh, We'll look at that just a little bit. There's problems. And uh, there is power that we've got. Like I said, I, I was raised by Christian parents. God put that and gave that blessed blessing to me. But there's some things you went through. I want you to remember about your past. But some things you need to let go of your past. But there's a future too. And in thinking about the future, there is fear and there is faith, and we got to decide how we're going to live our future. 
Are we going to live it in fear or are we going to live in faith and trust in God? I want to tell you something about God's Word. All through that Word, and I think as we look through His Word, and we everything about it points to God and says, Trust me. You don't know what's happening in the future, and I don't know what's happening in the future. Don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Don't know what's going to happen this afternoon. But we better know who holds the future. And in faith, we can walk in the future with Him. There is fear and there is our faith and there is a Father that's got it all. And He loves us. We can hold on to the future knowing that He loves us. But I want us to talk about too the presence is that we find in the power and our peace the presence of God in our hearts, in our lives, in our family, in our decisions, in our daily lives. The presence of God is what helps us to let go of the past of the things that we need to let go of. And to hang on to grab hold to the future of what there is for Him. What there is for us. To let go and let them chains break of our past. The pains and the problems that we think about too often. The presence of God is what's going to help us to grab hold to the future. No matter what comes. Whether it be drought, whether it be our desires, whether it be death, whether it be diseases, whether it be just the desires of our heart, no matter what happens. I want to read a scripture. You don't even have to turn there. I just want to read this kind of introducing us into what, talking about the presence of God. It's in Psalm 73, verse 26. We're going to look at several scriptures later on. But it says, My flesh and my heart fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For indeed, those who are far from you shall perish. You have destroyed all those who desert you for harlotry. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. It is good for me to draw near to God, to be in the presence of God. It is good for all of us to draw near to Him and to be in His presence. Now, we're in His presence. We also, sometimes we feel this thing called conviction. When we're close to Him, we'll look at this a little bit later also. But I'd like to look at the past. We want to start with the past. Let me tell you something about the past. And we're going to look at some scripture here in a minute. But let me tell you something about the past. Whether it's yours or mine. No matter what happened or what does happen. Something about the past. I want you to know something about it. I want you to hang on to this today. God allowed it to happen. And that may hurt just hearing that. But it is the truth. Nothing happens to us or nothing will happen to us or nothing that's happening to us right now that God does not allow. He allows it to happen. Now I can't say that He causes things to happen. Sometimes He does. He doesn't cause things to happen, but He allows things to happen. He allows me to make bad choices. He allows me to go the wrong way. He allows me to make some big time mistakes. 
And He allowed you to do that. He allowed some pain to come in your life. And there's a reason for that. The disease and the death. There's some things that I would have not wanted to go through. But He allowed it to happen. There's some things that you don't even want to think about that you went through. The pains and the problems. But there's some good things that God allowed. He allowed you to have some good parents or He allowed you to have someone in your life that made a difference. He allowed someone to be there or caused someone to be there that pointed you to Him. The past. Some of you may say, well, I remember back when we lost the game. And somebody comes up to you, I remember when I lost a daddy. Some of you may say, well, I'm going through some things and in my past people talked about me. And somebody may say, well, I want to tell you, I would have gave anything for people to talk about me. People who were supposed to love me screamed at me and treated me badly in anger. You may have lived in the, the fear of somebody talking about you, but I just lived in fear. Some things in the past that may have happened. Some of you may say, I worried that I wouldn't get to go to the Sonic or the Mexican restaurant. And some say, I was worried because I didn't know if I would get to eat that day. The past has different things for different people. The past does. All these things the past God allows. I want us to look at a story that happened that God allowed to happen. If you look at your in your Bibles to 2 Samuel in chapter 9. 2nd chapter 2nd the 2nd Samuel chapter 9 and I'd like to read the first Seven verses there. And it tells the story of a name, a man named Mephibosheth. But it tells the story of the love of a king. And I want you to put yourself in this story. Now David said, Is there still anyone who is left in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And we'll stop there. And Jonathan was someone that David loved. He was a close friend, closer than a brother, that he loved. They were kindred spirits. They loved each other. They had a close attachment. But Jonathan was gone. David was the king. And there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. So when he had called him to David, David, the king said to him, Are you Ziba? He said, At your service. Then the king said, Is there not still someone in the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, There is still the son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So the king said to him, Where, 
Where is he? And Ziba said to the king, Indeed, he is in the house of Mechar, the son of Amiel in Lodabar. Then King David sent him and brought him out of the house of Mechar and out of the son of Amiel from Lodabar. From when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell at his face and prostrated himself. Then David said, Mephibosheth, and, the, and he answered, Here is your servant. So David said to him, Do not fear, for I shall surely show you kindness for Jonathan's sake, your father's sake, and restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather, and you shall eat the bread at my table continually. I want to read verse 8 too. Then he bowed himself and said, What is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? Mephibosheth had been in a place where he was dropped when they were running. He was, when he was a child, he was dropped and they fell and they broke his legs and they hurt his legs and he was lame from then on. They didn't have all these Lebanon hospitals and St. Jude's and all these to heal some things. He, he was lame. And he thought of himself as a dead dog. Worthless. He thought of himself, probably people called him and used him as worthless. Oh, but the king... But the king wanted him to sit at his table. The king wanted him to sit at his table because he loved his daddy. He said, I want you to sit at my table. I'm going to give you all the things you deserve. I want to tell you, if you know the story, when kings take over, they usually destroy any part of family that they had. They destroy the king and all his family and anything that might uh, be a part of the kingdom that destroy it all. But not David. He loved Jonathan and he wanted to do something good. And he said, Mephibosheth, you'll sit at my table, you'll eat at my table, you'll have all the riches that your daddy and grandfather had. You will have all them. But you will sit at my table because you're part of my family. There's a story here that we need to relate to. No matter what has happened in your past, no matter what has happened to you or you have done, it ain't over, folks. Like the song we sang, I want to tell you something about the worship today. You don't get anything out of the message if you got the worship, you're doing okay. I want to tell you, if you got the worship, you're okay. I want to tell you, it was good worship. It's the words that we needed to hear. It's the things we need to praise God about. Thank you, praise team, for leading us in that. There was a word that said, it's, it's okay. That God said, it's going to be okay. I want to tell you what, that's what God's saying to you now. No matter what your past is, no matter what your past is, the king wants you sitting at his table. The king wants you to sit at his table. He wants you to be in his presence. He wants to take care of you. He's got something for you. He's got a good future for you. No matter what's happened or what you have done, it's in the past. There's some been some good things you've done. You hang on to them. There's some been some things you need to let go of. And you really need to let go of. 
Sometimes you have to keep letting go of them because Satan's going to bring them to you tomorrow and show it to you again. You need to let go of it. Because the King wants you in His presence. The King wants you in His presence. What a great thing to hear. It leads us to this and talking about the future. I want to tell you think about Mephibosheth. Oh, he was just going through life just a dead dog as he thought. I am worthless. You're not worthless when the king wants you sitting at his table. You're not worthless at all. Doesn't matter what anybody else has told you or anybody else wants you to know or what Satan tells you. It doesn't matter. The king wants you at his table no matter what your past looks like. No matter what my past looks like. I want to tell you something about the past. I'll tell you something about the present. I'll tell you about something about tomorrow's and yesterday's. Tomorrow, tomorrow, today is going to be your yesterday. Tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow, today is going to be yesterday. Okay. Tomorrow, this is going to be the past. We need to have the presence of God when we go into the future. Talking about the future. Don't you know Mephibosheth, when he really understood where he was, and that, you know, the, the king is not going to keep me out in a day or two. I'm here. Don't you know that presence in the kingdom was good? I want to tell you, that's what it ought to be for us. I'm in the presence of God. He wants me in His presence. I want to tell you, if you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, this is the day to do that. Don't you wait and say, well, I'm going to do that later on after I do some other things, after I ruin and make some past, and I'll make the past and all this ugly stuff. No, He's giving you opportunity because, folks, let's talk about the future now. You don't know what the future holds. I don't know what the future holds. Some of you say, well, I know what I'm going to do. i got work to do next week, next Tuesday. I'm going to do this next Tuesday. Next Wednesday, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Tonight, I'm going to do this. No, you don't. You don't know what's going to happen. You have no idea. you got some plans. You know, I had some plans a couple of weeks ago. We had some plans to go down and go to the... Uh, we went... We, we, we're going to spend a week on the beach. We spent four hours on the beach. And it was the wave was coming. We didn't get in the water. There was a storm coming. We changed our plans. God changed our plans. We're heading north. We're coming back home. Plans can change. We don't know the future. The future is something that we need to accept. No matter what's coming. You're going to decide if you're going to do it with fear. Or you're going to do it with faith. And trusting in the Father. No matter what the future comes. You don't know what's going to happen to your children. Or your parents. You don't know what's coming. You may have some idea that you don't know. The future. Hey, I like this song. Because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Because He lives in me, I can face tomorrow. Because the presence of God is in me, I can face tomorrow. No matter what's coming. I want to tell you something about 
we know what's coming. Some death is coming one day. And I have seen, and I've seen too many times of loved ones. And I've watched their face of ones that are so faithful and trusting God. But I want to tell you, I've seen fear in their eyes and on their face when they're leaving this world because they're not sure. Not sure about where they're going. They know that. But they don't know how they're getting there. And we fear that. It's human to fear death or the process of it. Oh, we don't fear what's next. We know God's got that if we're one of His. But fear, it doesn't matter what's coming up, whether it's corona or cancer or council plans, God's got this. Our, our Father has got this in our future. None of us know what we will do next week. You may be planning on going to a ball game, but you don't know. The truth is we have no clue. But we know that God's got this. I want to look at some verses about the future. Maybe we got them. Do we have them? For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Some of you know that. Jeremiah 29, 11. It tells us, and he was talking to some folks in bondage. And maybe you're in bondage there, but the message was to them, I got some good plans for you. It's not evil. It's some good stuff. I don't care what you've been through, and I don't know you've been in bondage. And I know that. I know what you've been through, God tells you. I know that you're putting up with some things. You're dealing with some things in the past that it's hard for you to let go, that you've got to trust me, and that's hard. Because you've been trusting humans and they've let you down. You've been trusting churches and they let you down. You've been trusting all kinds of things that let you, but God won't let you down. He said there's some things, even in bondage, i got some plans for you and they are good. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. The problem is... We lean on our own understanding. We try to figure this thing out. And what God is saying to all of us with your past and all the things that you've got, the things you need to let go of, you've got to trust me. And until you learn how to trust Him, we can't get to the future. Trust me with all you've got, with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. That common sense, the things you've learned, are not worth anything when it gets down to it. you got to trust in me. What's the next one? There's another one. Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, He's got something good for you. He's got something good for you that you can hang on to. The God of hope wants to give you a peace. If we're honest, there's enough people in here that somebody's hadn't got some peace. Somebody in here hadn't got that peace. And we need to let go of some things. You beat yourself up because you made some bad decisions. You let other people beat you up and tell you things. 
Doesn't matter where you come from. I, I think about this thinking about the past. I think about, you know, my baby girl sang here a couple of weeks ago. And she's got another song she sings is, is Heal the Wounds. You know, we want God to heal the wounds. And part of that song says, but leave the scars so I'll remember who you are. Heal the wounds. Heal me inside, but just leave the scars so I can remember who you are and I can remember what you've done. Some of us need the wounds healed. But leave the scars where we can see that. Where we can be reminded of how good you are and how powerful you are. Oh, He leaves the scars sometimes, folks. He wants to heal you and you let Him heal. He is the healer. There's a healer in the house. He wants to do some healing. you got to let go of some things, trust in Him, and give that hope of peace of the future. you got to let go of some things so He can do some healing. God's got plans for you, and it's not of evil. It's of good. He wants to use you. He wants to use you as a great example. I want to tell you, I've told this to some people before. I said, you know what? You can speak to somebody that I'll never be able to talk to because of your past. Because you've got different wounds than I do. I can talk to some people about some things that you can't talk to because I've got a different past and different wounds that have been healed and different scars. But the future has a hope there. Well, how do we survive in these pains of the past? How do we survive in the fear of the future with faith? How do we do that? Fear is real. I told earlier there's there's people's faces I saw as they're leaving this earth. But I want to tell you about it. And I want to look at some... Talk about the presence of God. This is how we do it. In the presence of God. Go to His presence. Be with Him. Have a relationship with God. Go to His presence. You know, when we sin, we step away from His presence. When we sin again, we step away from His presence. Every time we sin, we're leaving His presence. Oh, He knows where you're at. But you're leaving His presence. You want to be in His presence. You want to be close to Him. The closer you are to God, the more you won't know. When you walk with Him, when you talk with Him, when you listen to Him, when you love Him, when you worship Him, he speaks to you and you hear. And we're in the presence of God when we worship. We get there and we just start, things starts happening and you feel the Spirit of God. We start worshiping. We start hearing Him speak to us. He's saying something to you right now. There's some things I need to let go of. There's some things I need to trust in Him. I want that future. I want that future of hope. How do I get in the presence of God? You need to get in the presence of God. You need to be close to Him. Some of you have not noticed that you have slipped away from God and you slipped away from Him and you slipped away. You can be in this church. You can be behind this little pulpit 
and slipping away from God. If you're not careful, you get out of the presence of God. I want to read some verses here. Have we got one? Genesis 3.8, we know this story. Adam and Eve, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. It says they hid themselves not from God, but from the presence of God, from the connection to God. Hey, we have sinned. We don't want to be around God. God told us not to eat of that tree. We have. We don't want to be in the presence of God. They hid from the presence of God. God knew where they were. Oh, he may ask, where are you? He already knew. But they left the presence of God. I don't want to leave the presence of God. It's a dangerous place. When I'm going doing my thing instead of God's thing, I'm in a dangerous place. When I'm trying to do the things of the world instead of the things of God, I'm in a dangerous place. When I'm trying to keep up with the Joneses, I'm in a dangerous place instead of walking with God. The presence of God. Adam and Eve wanted to hide. Some of us are wanting to hide. But you know what? Remember back what we was talking about a little bit earlier from Mephibosheth? Oh, I'm just a dead dog. You're a dead dog that God loves. The king wants you at his table. The king wants a relationship with you. And not King David, King Jesus. In the presence of God. Let's look at another. I love this and this is one of my favorite verses. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now I want to tell you, we're going to see God if we have a pure heart. I think this means, I always relate it to me, when my heart is pure, and when it's just wanting what God wants for me and from me, and He wants to speak to me when my heart is pure. I ain't got bitterness. I ain't got ugly. I ain't got bad thoughts in. When the heart is pure, I'm going to see God. I'm going to see God in my family. I'm going to see God in my marriage. I'm going to see God when my heart is pure. I'm going to see God. When my heart is pure, when I go to church, when I let go of some things, when I get here to worship and ask God to forgive me, and we talked about that in Sunday school, we've got to do that a lot. Ask God to forgive us on a constant relationship. Get things right. Clean the slate. Get a pure heart where we can see God. Where we can hear His voice. The pure in heart will be blessed and they will see God. I tell you what, we have a church full of folks that with pure hearts, we're going to see God do some great things. We're already seeing God doing some great things because there's a lot of pure hearts. I want to do something for somebody else. I want to do something for missions. I want to do something in ministry. I want to teach. I want to help somebody. I want to work in a want. I want to do this. I want to have a pure heart. I want to get rid of the bitterness. I want to get rid of the things in the past. And I want to see God. I want to see God. Let's look at one more. James 4.8 says, draw near to God and 
and he will draw near to you. I'd just like to stop there just a little bit. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. You draw near to God. You come to him here to his broken with your broken heart and a broken past and the things that are broken in you, the pains and the problems. You come to God and He's going to draw near to you. You may feel like the dead dog of Mephibosheth, but God wants you to sit at His table. Wounds, scars, and all. He wants you to sit at His table, the best place. You draw near to Him and He's going to draw near to you. I want to tell you, that's exciting for me. But I can leave some stuff in the past whether it was yesterday or ten years ago, and I can go to God and say, I want to be with you. I want to have a pure heart. I want to see you. I want you to do something in me and my family. I don't want to go just part-time. I don't want to hold on to some things. I want you to, let's read the rest of this verse. Cleanse your hands. If your hands are doing dirty things, get rid of it. Clean your hands. Boy, that, doesn't that sound like today? You wash them and wash them. Sing happy birthday. Sing happy birthday. Sing happy birthday. Until they're clean. Hey, it could be Walmart right there. You sinners. And purify your hearts. If there's something in your heart that doesn't need to be there, get rid of it. If you're going to draw near to God... I'm reminded when Moses was coming to that burning bush, he said, take your shoes off. You're on holy ground. You're on holy ground. You're fixing to talk to me. You're fixing to listen to me. I'm fixing to tell you something. I want you to know. You're fixing to build some holy ground. Take your shoes off. Purify your heart. I'm fixing to talk to you. Some things you need to let go of. The things you need to get out of your heart. The things that God needs to take out of your heart. Oh, you double-minded. You double-minded. When I see that, I think about that. I don't even know if the... But to me, and you may dig into Scripture and see what that means, but to me, what I think is when you're thinking about the world and you're thinking about God, you think about the things that God to do. And the things God wants you to do. You double-minded. You think about money. And He wants you to think about Him. You think about popularity. And He wants you to think about Him. Draw near to Him and He will draw near to you. You will be in the presence of God. And the past doesn't matter. It will be just scars. The wounds will be healed. You got to give it to him because there's a healer in the house. It'll be just scars that remind you of how powerful and how good he is. It'll be just scars. And scars are okay, they're just reminders. And you'll be ready in the presence of God. When you stay in the presence of God, you'll be ready for the future, no matter what happens. No matter what happens, you'll be ready for the future. And we don't know. And it's scary. The things that happened, you know, a couple of years ago, I had a different future. I didn't know what was coming. 
But God was there. He knew. He knew what our family was going to go through. He knew what all these things were going. He knew what your family was going to go through before it went through. He knows what tomorrow holds. Draw near to Him and He will draw near to you so that future you can accept. And it may not be fun and it may not be easy and it may be so hard that you have to trust Him. You have to trust Him. The thing about today's lesson is this. The past, God allowed it. He allowed it to happen. Maybe to strengthen you. Maybe to give you something that He's got a plan for the future. And it's not bad, it's good. That future is something we don't know. We don't know what's coming. We have no clue what's coming to America. We don't have any clue what's coming in this community or our families or ourselves. We have no clue. But we know who holds the future. And we can all do it in the presence of an almighty, loving God that knows your past and knows your future and loves you. And He's the King. And He wants you sitting at His table feasting with Him. Let go of some things and get in the presence of God. Let's all stand. You can find more of David King's messages on the Clarkson Baptist Church Facebook page or YouTube channel.